I am Tova Cito. I believe our lives should be happy, healthy, and abundant. And I believe it's our job to get us there. Every week, I will have inspiring, educational, and fun conversations that will help you live your very best life. Welcome to The Remedy. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the very next episode of The Remedy with Tobacito. I am so thrilled to be back in the studio today with my one of my favorite people, Kevin. <laughs> and <laughs> of course. <laughs> I was hoping you'd say me. <laughs> well, one time you said me and I said no. <laughs> yeah, you're like, no. Nope. So I've learned Not my this time. lesson. <laughs> um, hey, I would like to start by thanking the sponsor of today's episode. It is Dave and Taylor and Austin. Thank you, thank you, thank you for um, sponsoring this. They donated such a large amount that. They're still sponsoring episode after episode. Thank so, you, Dave and Taylor. Yes, thank, thank you, you so much. much for your contribution, for your encouragement, and all your love. Um, okay, today we y'all are in for a treat for sure. We have back in the studio um, my second favorite person, Kevin, <laughs> um, and that is uh, Mike McGuire. And Mike McGuire, um, well, he's already been on the show before. We spent um, we spent some time a couple months ago talking about intention and how to live an intentional life. And Mike, I'm still getting people, um, you know, texting me or uh, instant messaging me or whatever, DMing all those words, um, stopping me in grocery stores and saying I loved that episode with Mike McGuire. And so. Thank you. Um, thank you for being a fan favorite. And uh, I'm so happy to have you back today um, because I think that, uh, well, I know <laughs> that you're, you're just wise. And, um, and you taught. <laughs> so can I, tell, can I tell a story? Can I tell a story about Christmas present? <laughs> so I, I, this is probably going to embarrass Mike, but this is how uh, impression... Did I tell you this story, Kevin? I don't think so. Okay. Um, what oh, an impression... Sorry, keep my mic up. I don't think so. Yeah, what an impression you made on um, one person specifically. So I was at dinner with my daughter at R&D, and this man walks up to me and says, oh my gosh, I just have to tell you, like, I loved the episode with Mike McGuire. And in fact, I told my wife uh, this morning that I know what I want for Christmas. You did tell me this. Yeah. (laughs) And his only Christmas wish this past Christmas was to have lunch and meet you. And so I was like, Oh my gosh, he'll do it. And you did. You ended up meeting this gentleman, which was just so sweet. That's and awesome. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. It like made this guy's life. Um, so you know what's so great about you, Mike, is you you are such a um you teach me every single time I'm in your presence and you don't even know, and yet you're so humble. Like you have no idea how people look to you and look up to you and see you um, starting in your home, which is the most important place. But I know in, in much in our community and, and in your, in your job, I mean, just you're in a very, a very impression 
like the impression you make on people is a lasting one. So thank you for that. And thank you for being here today. Well, thank you, Tilda. So happy to be back with you on The Remedy. And I would say, again, just you're so full of encouragement. Thank you. Your encouragement means so much to me. And um, having lunch with the person that you mentioned, it was a highlight for me. I had a great time, and I learned a lot from him as well. So it was really good, really, wow. really great. It's really, really And thrilled to be back here today. Well, we're going to have some fun. So Thanks. I invited <clears throat> you to come back because I felt like you did such an amazing job talking about how to live an intentional life. And, and you kind of just opened up, um, opened up people's eyes to what this means, what it looks like. I mean, I think, you know, you and I and and your wife had lunch the other day and we talked about how so many people, me included at, at one point in my life, I was just living. You know, I was just throwing spaghetti on the wall and without really, without a plan, you know, of, of how to be a better person or how to be a better mom or how to be a better speaker or how to be a better Christian or how to be a better person, you know, just, um, I was just living and, uh, you know, one day I just started thinking, okay, I, I have a finite amount of time on this earth and I want what I do and how I live to count. Um, you know, working at a church and doing funerals really opened my eyes to the fact that this ends, (laughs) like this is going to end one day. And what are people, what, what impressions are, am I going to make? What legacy will I leave in, in every facet of my life? What will my kids say? What will my friends say? What will my church say? Um, what will the people that I taught Bible study say? Um, what will the people that I worked with say? What will the people that I sat at their table at restaurants, <laughs> say. Um, so it's just intentionally moving my life in in a very specific direction. Um, so thank you for um, for teaching us and opening our eyes to what it means to live with intention. No, it's interesting, Tova, listening to you, because I think you and I share that mm-hmm. same interest in the journey. Very much so. And I really think all of us are so much the same in that. You know, we want to make meaning mm-hmm. and purpose is a way of us making meaning. We want to make meaning of all this. Mm-hmm. And you first start out and I think it's a growth process. Yeah. You know, I didn't always think about it the same way I think about it. I'm sure for you as you do the funerals mm-hmm. and you start to think about that and just process it. Mm-hmm. There's all this stuff that people, everyone's dealing with that aren't the virtues that we all want talked about us when we're going to be remembered. Right. Right. And so I do think in some ways, as we think about purpose, it's centering in, you know, coming up with ways to center in on really what we stand for Mm -hmm. and what's most important to us. Mm -hmm. And then trying to come up with ways to help us make adjustments so we can live more like that Mm -hmm. than the way we all do today, Mm -hmm. me included. You know, that's, it's, if I can be a little bit more intentional, that's better than where I am. And most of the time when we think about ourselves and we think about our next level or you meet someone you really admire, mm-hmm. most of the time, at least for me, it's around seeing someone who's really intentional and going, wow, I wish I could be more like that. Yeah. And so I'd even say some of a lot of what we talked about the last time when we were together are things that I've humbly learned from other people. Mm-hmm. 
and just started grabbing a hold of and pulling into a system to help me get better at it mm-hmm. uh, so that I can continue to develop on my path. So to that point, the last time you were in, you used a word that I loved. I mean, when you said it, it stuck with me. And, and <clears throat> several people have have mentioned it to me as well. Like, gosh, I loved when he said he was a truth seeker. And not just about, I mean, you th- in a spiritual stand, from a t- spiritual standpoint, you know, I, when I have heard that word used, it's always been in the context of finding the truth about God. Yeah. Um, but you took it to a whole other level for, for all of us last time when you said you want to know the truth about your health. You want to know the truth about how we should be eating. Yeah. You want to know the truth about what it takes <clears throat> to be a great dad and a great husband. And so it's, it was, it was very eye opening for me. Like, what is the truth about all of it? So that, it, because if we know the truth about all of it or more of it, then we can lean into that truth and live that truth. I feel like too, when you think about truth, to me from a spirituality standpoint, Mm -hmm. it's um, really knowing God's truth in all things. Mm -hmm. Because I really think that in all those dimensions of your life, whether it's health and fitness, or it's um, scriptural, or it's career, really that truth that you're seeking Mm -hmm. is from God. Mm -hmm. So like for me, it it works really well because I feel like I'm like firmly planted Mm -hmm. in God and really why why we're here. Mm-hmm. Then as I think about it, it actually came up for me the first time I was having a conversation with one of my coaches mm-hmm. and there was a specific thing that kept triggering me. Mm-hmm. So there'd be situations that would pop up where I just couldn't stop myself from continuing to dig in on a topic, mm. probably past the point where I should have. Mm. And I was talking it through with him and asking him to help me make sense of it. And he said to me, oh gosh, that's really that's really easy, Mike, you're a truth seeker. Mm. And I said, okay, help me. And he said, well, you need to understand why something is. You need to understand how the system works. That's, mm. for you, that's super important. Mm-hmm. So that's not super important for everyone, but for mm-hmm. you personally, that's, a, that's like a value that you lean into. So it really helped me because it objectified mm-hmm something that it w- I was subject to, I was feeling it. It really resonated. Mm-hmm. And then once I got that, I was like, oh, wow, it helped me understand myself a little bit better. A little bit better. Mm-hmm. And as I understood myself a little bit better, then when the next time that popped up, um, I think I could manage it better. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then as I thought about it, I'm like, okay, it's actually a real powerfully good thing for me mm-hmm. because it's something I can lean into. And it helped me understand that, really having a learner's mindset, Mm -hmm. you know, is another way to think about the same thing, Mm -hmm. which I constantly take the perspective that I don't know everything. Mm -hmm. I never will. Mm -hmm. I'm constantly seeking to know a little bit more. And really the more on something that's important to me that I can understand, Mm -hmm. there are more choices that become available to me. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, which is powerful, right? Mm -hmm. Really empowering. So now the more choices, like just him helping me understand I'm a true seeker, wow, now it's objectified. Mm -hmm. I'm aware of it and kind of what it means and what it doesn't mean. Mm -hmm. And so now if I'm in a situation like that, I say, oh, it's just that true seeker in me. I'm just going to let it go for now. Mm. This isn't the right place to dig in on it. Mm -hmm. I'll go read about it. Or no, maybe it is a good time for me to lean into it. Mm -hmm. So it gives you more. Yeah, isn't that neat? Mm -hmm. But then I think for me, when you you think about the, the truth seeker in me, it then helped me 
I think just naturally, I talked about how I grew into learning a system in a way of putting this all together. Mm -hmm. I think it was like a natural energy mm -hmm. because, you know, I knew there must be a way to sure. that people who are successful living an intentional life, there must be a way that they do it. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's been piecing it together by talking to a lot of different people and coming up with my way. Now, my way doesn't need to be someone else's way, mm -hmm. but for how I work and how I learn and how I communicate, I needed to come up with a way that I felt good about. And I, I really <clears> want to <throat> explore that more because I think that that's something, that, you know, that, like I said, there's a whole bunch of people who are listening and, and they're thinking, God, I, I, I'm, they're tracking, you mm -hmm. know, they're tracking mm -hmm. with us. And then I think there's a whole bunch of people who are probably listening and think, okay, that all sounds really great, but how do I do that? But before, yeah. before we go down that road, I would love to spend just a minute on your foundation being rooted in God because mm -hmm. I so believe in that as well. Mm -hmm. So it's like if... <clears throat> If that's your foundation and everything grows from that place um, or is inspired from that place, mm -hmm. um, then that makes it the best version that it's ever going to be. Absolutely. And so <clears throat> what I would like to know from you is how, how, do you, how, do, how have you made God your foundation? What was that process for you? For somebody, if somebody has no idea... How to how to do that? And I know that's a really big question, mm -hmm. and it's a very personal question. Mm -hmm. um, and and I, understanding that your way isn't going to be somebody else's way. But how did you how did you do that? Mm, wow. You know, maybe talk to some practical things first, just mm -hmm. on a daily basis. Um, for me, I we talked about this before. You know, I have a first fifteen practice. Mm -hmm. So I start the day with 15 minutes that's spent in the scripture and then meditative prayer, mm -hmm. which I think for me sets the tone of the day. Mm -hmm. And then it helps me live my day and kind of lean into that I'm living the day for God's glory. Mm -hmm. So I would say from that perspective, that's just, you know, one small thing that I do. Um, but I don't, you know, it's a small gesture, but I yeah. think it's a really, I think it's a really important um, it's a really important practice because mm -hmm. I think where, how, <clears throat> how you start, I mean, I've, I've, li I listened to a podcast recently on how the first 30 minutes of your day, they, um, that 30 minutes will, will affect the trajectory of your entire day. Absolutely. And so if you are saying, okay, God, you have my first <laughs> 15 or 20 or 30 or whatever it is, um, I really do think it it creates this mindset that this day is not about me. Right. This day is about what God needs from me. Right. And or, or wants from me and I'm going to like it's my life is his life. Mm -hmm. And and so here we go. And when you think about for me even relating it into my personal purpose so as I think about my personal purpose it's to help create success environments mm -hmm. for our family. Mhm. Mm for the organization that I'm a part of, for any community that I'm involved in, mm -hmm. and really putting my uh, gifts and talents to work mm -hmm. in a way where I help others understand their gifts and talents mm -hmm. so that they can really realize their potential that they're here to glorify God uh, with. So to me, I 
it's almost that is, I see that as my purpose. Mm -hmm. And so in essence, that permeates everything that I do all the time. Now, is that your personal <clears throat> life mission that you mm -hmm. live by? Mm -hmm. And you did, yes. did you read that somewhere? Did you come up with it? It was actually a, a process that I went through um, in a leadership development program where you build from building out your core values and it's a very iterative deal, mm -hmm. which is really nice, meaning it doesn't have to be, it's never perfect. Mm -hmm. So just start. Mm -hmm. And so we went through a practice where we just worked over and over and over again on our core values and can even to this, that was years ago, I still pull it out, go through it, update it, mm. you know, and just continue to hone it. And you basically end up with your personal core values, really how you'd say it, um, as a statement, a short statement. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then really from there, it's a build into what you see your core purpose as. But when you think about purpose, purpose isn't, you know, it's an interesting thing. What I learned is, even though you start with like, what's my purpose? Mm -hmm. you, it sounds like it's about you. Mm -hmm. The reality is, you know, I heard Andy Stanley say this, that, you know, purpose is about who you're going to serve. Mm. It's right. Really so as you good. think about, okay, so I have gifts and talents that. and then I start to think about, well, there's my family, there's my church community, there's, um, you know, my, my professional community. And you start to think about the communities you're in. It's really about me taking my gifts and talents and putting them to work in service of others. Mm, I love that. Versus like, it gets really hard if you're trying to think about like, what's that one job? Mm -hmm. What's that one like flash of lightning that God puts you here for that one moment to mm -hmm. do the one thing. And that may happen on this path. Mm -hmm. To me, it's more about, more practically about the gifts and talents that you have. On and, the journey. Yeah, on it's the journey, journey and, and really the communities and the people you come into contact with and really how you serve them. Will you say that again? Your, your mission is to? Yeah, so mine is creating, if I was going to say it simple, I'd say to create success environments. I just love that. Yeah. It's, that is so... I mean, that is a beautiful thing. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And when I thought about it, you know, they, you go through this thinking on it. And the reality is, is I thought back to even when I was little, you know, what type of situations did I keep finding myself in when I felt really great about what I was doing? Mm. And as I just started to go through these different experiences that I had in my life, there was this common thread of being part of really successful teams. Mm. And somehow or another, I kept ending up on successful teams. Mm -hmm and plugging in in one role or another, and I just loved it. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I felt like, okay, that's something that's just continued through my whole life. And, uh, and it just brings me a lot of, and here's the thing with purpose, why this really matters as you start to think about intentionality mm -hmm. is if that really is right for me, it's gonna give me, as I'm doing it, I'm gonna have joy from yeah, doing it. For sure. Right, and I'm gonna be passionate about it. And you really need that passion, that energy, because you're going to run into obstacles along the way. Mm -hmm. And really, to me, if you've kind of working on your purpose and you're getting there and you can express it in a way that's good enough, there's, you know, there's always a better way to say it, mm -hmm. but that's good enough where you yourself get it right. Mm -hmm. And you can apply it. It gives you so much energy. And I think then I would say, as you think about intentionality, the next place where I naturally went is resourcing up. Mm -hmm. Right. So now you kind of have a general sense of your gifts and talents you start to put it together as far as how you think that could help others, mm -hmm. right? And then you, like you've to me- You've created your core values, you know what your mission is, and- And, and you've got energy in mm -hmm. it, so it's worth it. Mm -hmm. So it's worth taking the time to put a little extra something into it. And that's for you, what resource up it, it 
does. Well, research, yeah, the, I would say the the purpose gives me the energy. The resourcing up is really how I plug into others. Okay. And so I give you one example. Yeah, a I love great it. friend of mine who works for an amazing organization who I admired, who we actually, Paul had talked about, Paul Rasmussen, our pastor, I talked mm-hmm. about a number of times this organization and all the good they do. And in my mind, I was thinking, wow, I wish. I knew or better understood how they do all that they're doing because they do so much good. And I love hearing the stories about them. Mm-hmm. Well, the next thing you know, we're having an event, uh, like a little Halloween party at our house. I meet one of the dads of one of my daughter's friends, mm-hmm. and he is one of the top people at that organization. And we uh-huh. have a great conversation. And now we're good friends. But when you think about resourcing up, so that's a friend or a peer relationship mm-hmm. where we have similar values, which is what great friendships are built on. Right. And so now he and I are in a relationship where he helps me. I learn so much from him. I do my best mm-hmm. to try to help him mm-hmm. with something or any way that, that I can help him. Mm-hmm. And then through that relationship, it opened up doors to other communities mm-hmm. of like-minded people and mm-hmm. like-minded uh, businesses that's been like incredibly rich for us. Wow. So for me, that's just one example. Resourcing up would be friends, coaches and guides. You're, you know, so like Tova, you're such a great coach and guide to so many. You're playing that type of role right now on The Remedy where you're coaching and guiding other people. And it's amazing to have this kind of medium and this type of opportunity where I can just go on my phone and on the way, you know, from from home to work, I can listen to you visiting with someone, and really learn so much. So, as you think about it, you're a, a coach and guide to me, and then I'll look for coaches and guides in all different in all different uh, ways um, that impact potentially what I believe in and what's most important to me. I love I love the words resource up because. You know, while you're talking, it, it, it can sound like networking. Mm-hmm. This is not networking. Mm-hmm. This, is all, this is another, in my mind, as I'm hearing it, I'm like, this is, an, this is intentional. This is an upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> because there's a ton of people who are in your business, and there's a ton of people who are in my business, whatever it is I'm doing. And I, that's, they, they are not um, somebody that I would consider resourcing up. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? And sure. it's not, and they would probably say the same thing about me, but there are people that I look to or or people that I follow or people that I I just sit back and and when they're done doing whatever it is that I'm watching, I'm thinking, "God, I want to do it like that." Isn't or, that great? I wish I was better at that or I even a mom. Like sure. and you know, you know, I always have a a beautiful Christmas dinner with all my dear 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 friends and Every year I look around that room and I think she is my friend for truth. That's she it. she is my friend for courage. Yeah. She is my friend for grit. She is my friend because she's the greatest encourager. And I think that it this is such a powerful and such an important mm. um, part of living because because I think so many people have surrounded themselves um, and with with people who are not inspiring right. and not encouraging or not resourcing up, you know, whether yeah. it's a friendship or a business associate or like, I just, I love clearly I have a lot of passion behind this because well, you, you're doing it. So well, you think about, think about, you know, I, cause I know about your, your dinner and, and the group and so on. 
it's pretty amazing. I mean, exactly what you're doing there is you're resourcing up. And I, and I think too, for us as, as people, what happens is when we surround ourselves with other people who are share similar values Mm -hmm. and have great strengths where it's authentic, real relationships, what starts to happen is it upgrades our operating systems. Oh yeah. Right. So we become better. Yeah. We become more aware. And then I think we make each other better. Oh yeah. And together as, um, Almost as, as friends or as associates friends, or whatever it is, we start to really raise the bar, yeah. and and all the ships rise with it. Mm. Yeah, I I really love that, and I yeah. think that even just that, if if that's the only nugget we have today, I because gosh, I mean, I would have given anything for someone to challenge me when I was in my twenties about who I was <clears throat> spending, you know, who had my time and who had my resources and where sure. where was I looking. You know, uh, for resources and I, that whole idea of just resourcing up, it would, it would have, you know, I'm so grateful that I'm finally got there. But gosh, I wish I got there earlier. But I think that's a great thing. <laughs> I, you, you're super intentional about it, and think about all the incredible benefit that you give others through it, right? Well, so it's and reciprocal. All the blessings, oh, and the blessings I get. that you, right? So it's mm-hmm. an amazing thing. So if you think about that, I think that's available to all of us. Yeah, for right. Sure. So you kind of get into friendship. I think coaches and guides, they're out there. Mm-hmm. And it really just depends on what you're working on. So if mm-hmm. it's fitness, it could be, you know, a Pilates instructor that you really like. Mm-hmm. It could be a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. But the idea is there's someone out there with great knowledge and understanding that can help you get to whatever next level you want to get to mm-hmm. physically and fitness wise. Emotionally, Emotionally, spiritually, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and financially. so on. Financially. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think about spiritually, and, and Paul uh, Rasmussen has been my uh, spiritual coach for, gosh, I can't even, over 15 years. Mm-hmm. And if I look at where I am today versus where I was, mm-hmm. it's amazing yeah. just the influence that Paul has had on our family and my life, as well as just the whole community yeah, that's there. For sure. And so it was just making that conscious choice of, Mm -hmm. hey, let's plug in. I'd say another, so friends, kind of coaches and guides, the other one I'd talk to is mentors. Mm -hmm. And so to me, a mentor would be almost someone who's maybe 10 to 20 years down the road Mm -hmm. on the journey in the direction that you think makes sense for you. Mm. I like that. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting, like I've, I've learned about it from others. And in general, when you hear someone tell the story that, hey, there's someone that's down the road on this purpose-based path that I want to be on, Mm -hmm. that I want to understand a little bit more so that I can almost reverse back to where I am based on what they've learned. Mm -hmm. I would think, to me, I'd be surprised if you couldn't get access to someone, Mm -hmm. if you called them from that perspective. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. That they would fit you in. Yeah. And you know why I know that? Because I've said yes, and you've said yes Mm -hmm. to to those types of of people who've inquired said you know I I'm really interested in this could you're sort of good at it would you mind <laughs> you know <laughs> when um when I was uh, getting basically I went back to get my master's degree um, in like 2003 mm-hmm. and one of the leadership pieces that we were working on is you had to come up with your own leadership style and then the idea was to find some other leaders that were like the style that you're interested in mm-hmm. and go and interview them. And so mine at the time I called balanced 
And really the idea was the opposite of, there were some leaders saying, you had to be completely one dimensional. Mm -hmm. That great leaders, you know, they're not great family people. They're just so focused on the one thing. Mm. And um, I felt the opposite. Mm -hmm. I felt like you can be an intentional leader and really want to have um, a great family life, Mm -hmm. a great uh, spiritual uh, life, as well as a great career and be uh, you know, physically fit and active and so on and vital. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking about that. I went out and I picked a few leaders that are like that. Mm-hmm. And they were folks that were probably 20 years older than me, I would say. And what motivated me to do it was the project. Mm. I had to get the project done. <laughs> and literally all of the ones that I called to say, can I come sit with you and talk about this? Every single one of them said yes. Mm. And to this day, I'm in personal contact with every single one of them. Oh, that's really neat. But it's interesting. Like what motivated me was, oh, I'm working on the project. Right. And and I don't know if, as you think about that, uh, normally would have just picked up the phone and called and say, hey, can I come talk to you about this? Mm -hmm. But the process of the project motivated me to need to do it. Mm -hmm. And then literally they opened the doors and... I learned a ton from them about how they deal with it and how they do it. Mm -hmm. And then it inspired me that, yeah, it is doable. Mm -hmm. I can do it. And if Mm -hmm. they can do it, I can do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the whole idea that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. No. Like you just don't. There's somebody out there doing it great, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And so go find that person, buy them a cup of coffee or a beer and, and resource up and, 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 and it's even bigger than just looking at what they know, but how they live. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be more like that. Right on. Mm-hmm. Good. So so I know people um, look at, at you, Mike, and they think, I mean, I know it because people have said, well, that's just Mike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's just Mike. And, uh, you know, God created Mike to be this, like, super human who can do all these things and get all these things done. And, you know, when I, when I first asked you to come back, uh, I know, you know this, but my listeners don't, I said, you know, I want you to come back and I want you to talk about what, what it means to be a a man, like what it means to be. And you're like, Oh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But, but to me, um, to me, Mike, like this is all part of like growing up, right? Mm. Because when you're young, you just, we don't know any better. Like this is something that, you know, we didn't come out of our mother's womb knowing how to do. Um, And you have all this stuff and all these resourcing up and all these ideas, like they have come through years and years and years of reading and studying and praying and, um, and probably stubbing your toe a time or two as well. Sure. Um, so for someone who looks at you and says, well, I can't do that. Like, that's just, that's just Mike. Um, how, how would you inspire them or encourage them to like really, how do people live like this? Sure. Tova, thanks for that. And that's a great challenge. And uh, we, Tobin and I were talking about that the other day, so I did get a chance to think about it a little bit. And I would say, you know, just a couple of practical things that we talked about last time that helps me mm-hmm. to manage it. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I've got to have it in a routine. Mm-hmm. 
just like working out, mm-hmm. right? You can't just talk about it or read about it. You mm-hmm. have to actually- Or hope for it. Yeah, you actually or have think to one do day. it, <laughs> right? And get feedback and a feedback loop on it. So I'd say a couple things. First thing would be, like we talked about, I think spending some time on really what your values are, mm-hmm. right? And not putting so much pressure that it has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And I think a great source, there's a book called True North, that I really like that could be helpful there. I've never I've never heard yeah, of it. Yeah, it's I think his name's Bill George and um you know it's a really great read and it gets into just one way but I'm sure if you googled you know work you know work on personal core values mm-hmm. there'd be a, a bunch of resource out there that you could find. Mm-hmm. I'd say spend a little bit of time on that. That'll help you. Now why why do you think that's so important? Well, cuz I really It think, makes sense to me, but yeah. but for someone who's like why would that matter? You know, as you as you think about intentionality, mm-hmm. intentionality to me is really the alignment of your core values or what you believe in and what you stand for mm-hmm. and what you do. So can, would do you mind sharing a couple of your core values? Yeah. So I would say, as an example, truth seeker is mm-hmm. one of my core values. Mm-hmm. Um, humility. Mm-hmm. And like my little quick one for me on that is others more often. Mm-hmm. Right. That's so good. others more often just kind of helps me stay connected to that one, mm-hmm. uh, mindful, you know, present in life's moments, mm. right? So the way I worked through it was what is the core value, some description of it. And then I just tried to come up with like a simple two word, three word thing that gives me just a little bit more and helps me feel it. Mm. Right. So you start with the core values. How many core values do you have? I would say, I want to say I've got about six, Six or seven. Just to give a, just to give a, an, a, a, an idea of. Yeah, I would say so mindfulness, present in life's moments, mm-hmm. um, integrity, mm-hmm. whole, like mm-hmm. I'm a whole person and you get all of me all the time. Mm-hmm. So there's like not a different Mike at work than Mike you see at church and then Mike you see somewhere else. You always mm-hmm. see the same Mike. I love that. Right. So that to me, that's whole. Um, I think uh, curiosity, which is kind of the learner mindset mm-hmm. deal for me. And really being a truth seeker, all plug in together. Um, courage. So to me, that one's connecting your your heart and your head, mm. right? So really not kind of just all what you think, yeah. but it's what you think and what you feel. Um, talked about humility. Um, I also have, uh, you know, big one for me is love. And really that's, you know, gigantic. That probably should be what I lead with, <laughs> right? And then I would say also I have fight the good fight. Mm. And so fighting the good fight is really just me, just being uh, gritty and persevering mm. um, so that based on my spiritual beliefs that on this journey that I stay on the path. Mm. Those yeah. are all just incredible. So that's, I think so that's you super start, helpful. So you start there and, and that's like, I, when you hear that, I remember when I heard someone else's and I was like, oh my gosh, and mine were just like single words in my head that I'd never written down, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? So that's a couple of years worth of just working on it. It's but good. I'd say start there. And then the next thing you do, or at least that I do, is I have what I call my big list. Mm-hmm. And then basically on my big list, I'm looking at things like um, big chunks of, of uh, relationships. So the first one would be like family mm-hmm. and myself. Mm-hmm. And so on my big list, I'll have each family member mm-hmm. and any big thing that I'm doing in the next three to six months to serve them Wow! that they may need. 
Wow. Right. And is this a daily thing? Like you know that you know that one of your daughters needs X. So for the next three to six months, you're focusing on um, whatever it is with one of your daughters. It could be you had a conversation, mm-hmm. or I had a conversation with my daughters about doing a big trip together. Oh, okay. Okay. And so literally it'll go on there as big trip. Okay. Okay. And so now when I scan this, you know, you start to look at each relationship in your family and you see just the big stuff that you're talking about that they're almost like projects that you want to work on to Mm -hmm. serve them. Okay. So that kind of gives me some context. And then I'll also have myself in there. Mm -hmm. And as an example, I might have health and I might have on there um, meditate weekly. Mm. Right. And so it's a big chunk, mm-hmm. right? So it's not the point like do it tomorrow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or exactly when you're going to do it, but it's at a, at a pretty high level. So mm-hmm. high level goals and objectives that you have mm-hmm. for all the relationships. And then I go to, um, spiritual. Mm-hmm. So then I'll have on there for me personally, for our family, for our church, mm-hmm. And literally, I'm going through that. And so, like, as an example for the church, I'm on one of the church boards. Mm-hmm. I'll have on there the couple of things related uh, to the church boards that I'm involved in and maybe some big things that I need to do to serve uh, others within that, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'll have business, and I'll have one whole, basically, area of the people that I directly serve. Mm-hmm. And so I'll have the ability to put in anything big that I want to do to help them or that they've asked me to do to help them. We'll go in there. I just love that so much because people look at an org chart and they say, these are all the people that work for me. You look at the org chart and you say, these are all the people that I get to serve. Right on. That's, that's really a phenomenal, phenomenal way to look at it. It helps me to organizing it this way. So now it's basically think about relationally. Mm -hmm. I have the three big chunks of relationships, you know, my family and self, Mm -hmm. um, really within the business and then spiritually and then really with friends and any other categories of others that I work with. Mm -hmm. I've got that on a big list. I keep that with me, you know, as big things pop up, they go on there, Mm -hmm. right? So that as you're thinking about you know, if you were all of, all of a sudden going to try to build out your own constellation of friends, coaches and guides and mentors, mm-hmm. and you say, hey, Mike, how do I manage all that? Mm-hmm. They're literally going to go into my big list mm-hmm. based on what category they fit into. And if I made it, if I basically said a goal that I have is I want to meet one of these three people who I think could be a great mentor, mm-hmm. I'll put on there, you know, meet one mentor. Right. So I'll go there with it. The next thing that I have. Real quick. Do you, yes. is that a, so I see your big list. You yes. you're physically brought it today. Is that an Excel spreadsheet? Do you keep yes. it on in an Excel? Yeah, you, I can give it to y'all. Okay. If you want to put it on the, on the, um, in the notes for the yes, show. Yes. That'd be yeah, I'll awesome. Give you a, I'll give you a blank one. Okay. That'd so be awesome. That and then Great a, and a friend actually gave this to me. Mm. Right. So we were having the same conversation. I'm like, how do you organize the big stuff? Mm. And he has awesome. a name for it. And so I grabbed a hold of it. So it's, okay. you know, how you learn things is from others. Right. And then I go from there to a weekly focusing list. Okay. And that was a technique that I learned um, in the Stegen Leadership Academy. And it's, it's excellent. It's a way to basically say uh, on a weekly basis with all the different things going on in your life, who do I owe what to? Mm-hmm. Who owes what to me? What phone calls do I need to make? What's the very next action I need to take? 
So these two things come together. I might look at my big list and say, okay, so, you know, I really want to establish some mentor relationships. I decided, you know, like in the next 90 days, I want to have one meeting. Mm -hmm. So literally on my to-do list, my weekly focusing list, I'm going to put probably the three people Mm -hmm. and I'll literally put call each one of their assistants. Mm -hmm. That's the one little thing I have to do. Mm -hmm. Like I try to make it simple. What's the one small thing? I don't make it huge. Like, oh my gosh, I need to put together a whole plan of what we're going to talk about. It's just like call their assistant. Mm, That's good. Right. So they're attainable. So you don't get discouraged on this path. And like little baby Mm -hmm. step stuff. Mm -hmm. So then it'll, I might, if I didn't know the person, I might call the offices wherever they are and ask for his assistant, get on the phone with the assistant and speak with the assistant for a few minutes to see how it could possibly work mm-hmm. to get together. Mm-hmm. And that's so great. that's it. So that's the action that, I've, that I'm gonna go ahead and take. And so that goes into my weekly focusing. Mm-hmm. So really for me, there's a couple of things. There's my big list, mm-hmm. which is our kind of bigger, longer term objectives. And then there's my weekly focusing, which is my really to-do list on a weekly basis that helps me then take something to the calendar. And then I like to have one calendar. Mm-hmm. So I have one calendar for everything. So there's my all my business uh, commitments. Are all your to dos on your calendar? Um, I keep or the to dos on my on list. list. Yeah. Is that and where do you keep that? And what kind of program or file? I keep it in a in a Word doc. Okay. And so what I'll do is on my weekly focusing, it's a Word doc, mm-hmm. and in essence, I just process all my meetings from the week before. I put in anything I owe anyone, anything anyone owes me, anyone I need to follow up with, phone calls I need to make, appointments I need to schedule. Mm-hmm. I have um, basically for each person in my family, mm-hmm. I have a little section. Uh, for every person that I serve directly in the business, I have a little section. And then I also have a section, this is really good, I have a section for my core values. Mm-hmm. And so what I've done there is I list those core values that I just shared with you. Mm -hmm. And what I try to do is come up with, so what things do I do to demonstrate those values in my day-to-day life, Mm. right? So if if I have one there on my spirituality, okay, so what is it that I'm going to do? Well, I'm going to do my first 15, Mm -hmm. our small group, you know, attend church, and there may be some other things. Mm -hmm. And those things go on there, and it's a way for me to take a look on a weekly basis. How did I do? Wow. Did I do those? Did I do the things that I said I want to do? If I say, oh gosh, being in, you know, I want to be physically fit, I can look and then look at the week and say, okay, what am I going to do to live that? Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the week, I can look and see how I did. Mm-hmm. And then just like we've talked about before, we all have everything coming at us all the time. Mm-hmm. And so you don't ever have a perfect week. You don't ever look at your list and go, oh, wow, right. Nailed oh, it. <laughs> yeah, you just look at it and go, okay, mm-hmm. I felt like I made progress here and I went backwards there. Mm-hmm. And then it's really a whole process of adjustment. What adjustment do I want to make? And, and did I set some goals that weren't realistic mm. or that I really don't want to do that I kind of thought I wanted to do, but the more I actually, you know, it kind of process it. And you keep putting it off. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe that needs to come off. Yeah. But it just gives me a way to, I think, reflect on it and learn, take more action. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is little by little over time, when you see where you were and where you are, you see, wow, you know, I've really made some progress on this because the high level stuff helps me stay focused on the big things mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. will make my life more intentional. Mm-hmm. And then using the weekly focusing is helping me actually do something about it. So can I ask you, do you do you review the week in the same sit down as you? So you review and then look forward. Exactly. You do it all in one. Yeah. And how long does that take? 
kind of depends on the week, but usually an hour. Okay. You know? and, you, and I think last time you said you do this on a Saturday or Sunday, yeah. right? Yeah, hour to hour and a half. And it has, I'm learning I can do better with uh, the meetings that I'm in mm -hmm. to make it easier. Mm -hmm. If I'm unclear when I leave a meeting in my notes, mm -hmm. like, hey, what the follow-ups are, mm -hmm. well, now I've got to deal with that, mm -hmm. you know, when I go ahead and do my processing of it on right. a Saturday or Sunday. But if I'm tighter, like, hey, here's the two things I need to do. It makes it a lot easier for me when I come back to it. And <clears throat> and do you do you print that out? And is that like on your desk every day? So you know, like you're being reminded all the time? Like, yeah, what I'll do is I'll look at I'll look at the list. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll look at my calendar for the week. Mm -hmm. And I'll the kinda, one calendar. I love yeah, that. I'll look at the one calendar. And yep, say, how, does one that, calendar. <laughs> how the heck does that look compared to mm -hmm. what I think I need to do for the week? And then literally I'll just start making adjustments mm -hmm. and I'll put this in, take this out. Okay. Right. And so then it gets into trade-offs. And so mm -hmm. there may be things that are on there because all of us get stuff put on our calendar and not by us. Right. There right. may be things on there that if I actually want to have a really great week and get done things that I think are more impactful, I may shift some things mm -hmm. or come up with other ways to deal with them. Like I might see something on my calendar for an hour meeting knowing that I'm just a small player in this thing mm -hmm. and someone wants to do one thing, I'll pick up the phone and call them. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think they meet me, but what can I do to help you? Mm. Oh, Mike, if we just knew this, got it. Let me get you that. Mm -hmm. And are you okay if I get you that? Do y'all need me? No, we got it. Great. Mm -hmm. But I'll try to do the best I can to um, utilize my time. Mm -hmm. And I think too, as you think about living a more intentional life, <clears throat> as you look at your big list <clears throat> and you start to basically time activate some of that, mm -hmm. you naturally start having to make trade-off choices yeah. of what's the better thing for me to do right now. Mm -hmm. And again, I get sucked into stuff every week, <laughs> every day, just like yeah. everyone else does, yeah. that's urgent and necessary. And we don't have a choice. Mm -hmm. We have to, to deal with that. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> it's this constant tug Mm -hmm. And it's a constant battle. But if I can go back to my list mm -hmm. and go back to my one list and I can go back to my weekly focusing, I think my calendar, mm -hmm. I can keep making the adjustments so that I feel better about yeah. where I'm focusing and that I'm being more intentional. So I know that there's a <clears> lot <throat> of people who are listening who who really, who really, I mean, I'm listening to this and I'm, my mind's going a thousand miles an hour thinking, gosh, I, I really need to tighten tighten things up. I need to tighten things up in every, in every area. Um, and I know that family mm -hmm. is your most important priority. Mm -hmm. So, um, how do you, how do you make, um, intentionality? Like I said before, we're not born with it. We're not, we're just not, this is something you learn. Mm -hmm. And it's, I don't even know that it comes all that natural. Mm -hmm. And so how, I mean, the, I think you're, you've probably, I'm asking the question that you've been answering all along, but how do you, how do you make your, cause we've talked a lot about like your business and, and work and, and, um, and you, you but how do you do it as, how do you do it with family? Mm. Is that too personal? You don't have to answer that, but <clears throat> I think so many men especially have just, they don't know how. They don't know how to be intentional at home. It's, I think women are probably just a little bit better at that, and mm -hmm. they don't even realize it. It's just you know, sure. maternal. It's a it's a maternal thing, and and so for for the male, for the dad, and uh, 
who this just doesn't come natural. It makes total sense for them in business. It makes total sense for them in the community. But um, but how did how have you done that so well at at home? I think Tova. First off, thanks for saying that. You know, as far well, as doing it well, I know you personally, and <clears throat> so I know that that's that is your priority. So I mean, yeah. all, even though all of this is is and you're incredibly successful with everything that you do because you live so intentionally. But but I just think for a man and I don't I don't mean to make this a man versus woman or a sound sexist in any way. I just know that for guys this doesn't come as easy or doesn't seem to. I would say, you know, it, it, I think we're all wired a little different too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think there's different ways to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, as a as a dad, I would just say for me, a few things that have worked and we talked a little bit about it last time. You know, I would say first off is if you can control it, your time. Mm-hmm. And so like the first thing for me that I try to do is I try to do no dinners. Mm-hmm. So right. no dinner meetings. Right. So we've decided as a family that we prioritize dinner together. Mm-hmm. And so I do everything I can, you know, if I have any choice or any control in it, Mm -hmm. can we do a lunch? Can we do a breakfast? Mm -hmm. Because it's really important to me to protect that time. Mm -hmm. So I just think for us and our family, that's a, that's an important, really important thing to our family. And it's a way that we all connect Mm -hmm. and learn and grow together. Mm -hmm. And so that's just one thing. And I think too, just talking about one calendar, Mm -hmm. I think the fact that if you end up with one calendar and so if one of your kids want, you know, has uh, something coming up mm-hmm. or you want to spend some time with them or you want to take them to lunch, mm-hmm. goes on my calendar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not, hey, if as long as everything goes right with business, mm-hmm. right. then I'll, if I can find that margin of time, mm-hmm. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, if I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And it goes on my calendar. Mm-hmm. So I think just the intentionality of prioritizing your family yeah. the exact same way you would prioritize anything else or even higher, it's probably even better way to put it, Mm -hmm. from a time and attention standpoint, Mm -hmm. is a way that's worked for me. Mm -hmm. It's really good. I mean, it really is just a, it is just a matter of priority. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I loved reiterating something else that you said in the last podcast, saying no. Yeah. Um, Because when you say no to something, you're saying yes to something else that's more important. And I think we say yes too much. I mean, I, I, I can't, you know, now I'm working full time. I can't say yes the way that I used to say yes. And so, um, which has been difficult, but boy, is, is the riffraff gone, you know, (laughs) I don't have time, you know, I don't have time, but, uh, but I, I just, I think it's really, really good. I, I, you know, as you know, my family, my children, it's the most important thing in the whole wide world to me. Um, and, but I feel like, um, I feel like that comes pretty natural for me. You know, it really does come. You're an incredible mom. Well, thank you. You are. But well, I, I, I love deeply, but you know, it's, it's, it is just life is a juggle. And, and I think the thing that you say that I really love and you didn't even say it, but it's just kind of this, your way is like have grace for yourself because Absolutely. this is a journey. This is a process. This right. is, 
I mean, you have, you're so prepared and you have all these notes and all your stuff out, but this is what you're talking about in this hour is literally years and years and years of study and prayer and research and, and this didn't happen overnight. I love what you said though on the grace. It's don't put so much pressure on yourself. You know, it's, it's start and just be a little bit more intentional than you were yesterday. And then God will just continue to help lead you. Yeah. And you'll it's amazing where you end up. And yeah. and so for me it's just been a, a journey of learning mm-hmm. and a journey of doing. And I've learned so much from others. And so I'm so grateful and thankful for all the amazing coaches and mentors that I've had in my life and friends that have connected with me and helped me become a better version of myself yeah. along the way. Yeah. And I, I I love that you said just start. Yeah. Like you're like you're still starting Absolutely. and going and growing and changing and evolving and and you know resourcing up and yeah. being mentored and all that stuff and there is no end there's no finish line to to this when when you decide to live like this so just just start even I would if, even, I would say too Tobo yeah. when thinking about just the the question you had for me too on parenting mm-hmm. it's like I love to think about um, Dr. Peck's uh, from the road less traveled mm-hmm. when he talks about what love is and it's either for yourself or for another mm-hmm. basically doing anything to help them with their spiritual development mm-hmm. and I think as you think about that as a parent you know as a dad that's my focus with my girls mm-hmm. is to do everything I can to help them develop into really the the people that God put them on this earth yeah. and for the purpose that they're here for. Well, that's right? where, that's and, when they will be the most at peace and have the most joy. Right. Is, is and then what, you think about all the things that, as you think about that, all the ways that I can help, yeah. you know, and all the ways that I can show up, that's what I need to do. Well, yeah. Mike, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for, I, I can't even begin to imagine how many people this conversation it, it already blessed me. I saw Kevin even nodding over there a few times. Uh-oh. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Most Thanks, definitely. Kevin. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's just inc- incredibly great information. Very practical. So helpful. And you your life. I'm telling you, you need to write a book. You need to be speaking. Oh, you're so you, you're so kind. You might Tella. need a podcast. Like, thank you. I'm honored to be yeah. here with you on your podcast. Well, I like being on yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're coming back. Thanks. You're coming back. Happy thank too. you for okay. being here today, Mike. Thanks, Toba. You're the best. Okay. Thank you for listening to the Remedy with Tova Cito. To get more information, sponsor an episode, or contribute to this program, visit us online at tovacito.com slash podcast or find us on social media.